Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to That Smart Hustle podcast and welcome to episode 63. So today's topic has been marinating in my mind for a while, and I'm excited to share my experience and kind of like my process in how I move through or push through discomfort. So I'm sure we can all agree that when we feel a sense of discomfort, it's usually because there's some, there's some sort of change happening in our lives. And usually when that change comes about, it's because there is something that is being removed from our lives or something that is being added. So in our current state, while we are feeling this sense of discomfort, that current state will eventually become the past. It'll eventually become our old, the old version of ourselves, an older version of our lives because, you know, you have old and then you have the new. So that line right in between, that is the discomfort that we are experiencing and we have to push through that in order to get to the newer version of ourselves or that newer version of our lives. Instead of looking at discomfort as a bad thing, I think it's important to reframe it in our minds as a time of growth. It's a signal that we are transforming, but in that, it's also a breeding ground for fear, right? Because I think we've all been there. If you think about the first few months after a big change has happened in your life, whether it was maybe moving to a new place or leaving a toxic relationship or starting to date someone new or starting a new job, leaving an old one, you know, all of these things can bring about those feelings of discomfort. And again, that's due to changes that are occurring. We are either removing from or adding to our lives. For this episode in particular, I really want to focus on the removal aspect of discomfort because I think a lot of the time when we are adding something to our lives, like when we're starting a new job or starting a new relationship or adding something new and different, that tends to be more exciting. And I feel like the discomfort, there isn't much discomfort or at least we mask it as excitement and looking forward to the future. Whereas when we remove something, oftentimes we start to feel more of that discomfort because we become so used to having something in our day-to-day -day or in our routines that suddenly the removal of that, even if it's something you wanted, even if it was a toxic job, a toxic relationship, toxic friendship, when we let go of something that we've identified with for some time, even if that thing is no longer serving us, it's likely we're going to go through almost a sort of grieving process or what I like to call a process of release. For some reason, when we remove things from our lives, we tend to feel more of that fear and discomfort than if we were to add something to our lives. I feel like adding something to our lives, there is a level of discomfort there, but it's more of a 
it's a masking of that discomfort. It's masked in excitement and what could potentially happen in the future. And we frame that in a positive way. So what I want to do in this episode is talk about how we can reframe removing something from our lives as a good thing, as a level of discomfort that maybe we can be excited about as if we were adding something new and different to our lives. Because when you really think about it, once you remove something, you're going to have that that time and that space where it's not there anymore. But eventually, I can think about all the times I've removed something from my life. I have always started or adding something in the future that was better for me in the long run. But it's during that that time when there is nothing there and it's just been removed. It's kind of like that stagnant place, whether that's, you know, you break up with somebody and then you're alone for a little while and maybe then you start dating again or you quit a job that you hate and then you're kind of in this like, oh, like what's next? What's, you know, should I just go off on my own? Should I find a new job? What do I really want to do with my life? So that's really what I want to dig into during this episode is that time in between that level, you know, that discomfort between the old and the new you. In my experience, I have found that discomfort occurs when my definition and expectations of what's quote unquote normal changes. You know, when something new is added into the mix, even if it's something I thought I wanted, I tend to question it because my scope has been limited up until that point. Ultimately, what we need to do in order to move through discomfort is to separate ourselves from our fears surrounding that discomfort so that they don't sabotage our efforts in stepping into the higher version of ourselves or that next phase of our lives. So I have four ways of doing this, and briefly I'll just touch on these, and then we will go into each one in more detail. So the first step in moving through discomfort is knowing all the reasons why. The second step is to gently observe your feelings and thoughts without judgment. The third step is to make daily celebration lists. And the fourth step is to believe in the possibility. So let's go ahead and start with the first step, knowing all the reasons why. So in this step, what I like to do whenever I'm starting to feel to feel that discomfort or like I'm kind of pushing pushing past that and trying to get to the next level of my life or the next the next version of myself, I like to list all the factors that could potentially encourage me to quit and not move forward. I'll ask myself things like, what sacrifices will be the most challenging? You know, what changes specifically are likely to push me way out of my comfort zone? So once you list all of those factors, you know, all of the sacrifices that are gonna be the most challenging, what things make you feel really uncomfortable and really push you outside of your comfort zone in relation to that level of discomfort that you're feeling, then ask yourself the question, what is the payoff if you keep going? What is the payoff if you don't quit and continue to move forward, to push through the discomfort? And every time I answer that question, the payoff is so much greater than the sacrifices, than you know the changes and thinking about going out of my comfort zone. The payoff is always so much greater. So it helps put things into perspective and you realize how much your mind and your fear and your ego, how much those things are running the show instead of you and your heart and your soul and that purpose and passion you feel, those are the things that need to be running the show, not your ego, not your fear, not your mind. As an example, let's say you just left a toxic relationship. Of course, there's going to be a level of discomfort here because you were used to having something in your life. Now it is no longer there. 
So to answer the first question, what sacrifices will be the most challenging, that might be learning how to be alone. And it's funny to phrase that as a sacrifice, but when you are with someone for such a long time, you know, it's easy to get lost in the other person and what they want to do. And you may have forgotten what it's like to be alone or even how to be alone. In terms of the second question, what changes specifically are likely to push you way out of your comfort zone? Maybe that's the thought of dating again. Maybe that change, you know, putting yourself out there again, going on dates. Maybe that's like just something you can't even fathom, can't even think about, and you you know that's going to push you way outside of your comfort zone. But then for the third question, what's the payoff if you keep going? There are a lot of payoffs here, but an example of two different payoffs that are really great is that you find someone who supports you and accepts you for who you are. And another payoff could be is that you get back in touch with your true self or you discover who you truly are. So when you look at that, the thought of or the possibility of finding someone who loves you fully and supports you and accepts you. And also getting back in touch with yourself and knowing who you are, really identifying with who you truly are, those payoffs are so much greater than, you know, having to go on a couple of dates or having to, you know, maybe spend a little bit more time alone. The payoff is so much greater. So it's just a reframing of all of your reasons why you might want to quit and not move forward and just kind of stay, stay stuck. Listing out all of those reasons why asking these tougher questions will help you move through that discomfort because ultimately what you're trying to do is push past those feelings of normalcy and get yourself to a point where not having that thing anymore, whatever it was in your life that was removed, not having that becomes your new normal. The second step in moving through discomfort is to gently observe your feelings and thoughts without judgment. As human beings, we all know that emotions and feelings are just part of the game. It's a part of life. You're going to have a lot of things happen throughout your life that are going to bring about a bunch of different emotions. While it is important to not resist those emotions and to, you know, really allow yourself to feel the feelings, it's also crucial that you don't stay stuck in those feelings. When we stay stuck in a feeling of aimlessness, depression, loneliness. We are allowing something external to control our reality and to control our lives. The same thing goes for our mind and our thoughts. It is important to observe, to be the gentle observer of our thoughts and kind of what's going on in our minds. But if we submit to them fully and we allow them to run the show, we're going to stay stuck in that level of discomfort and we're never going to push past it. This is not something I can necessarily give real concrete advice on because how you observe your feelings and thoughts without judgment and how you choose to move past those, that's going to be a different process for everyone. But what I can recommend that you do is to think of the future you and what they would do. Like if one day you feel like just curling up into a ball and staying in bed all day and crying because you're upset and sad and eating, you know, a pint of ice cream or whatever it is. Think about, you know, the future you, where you want to be and what they would want you to do, what they would feel proud of you for doing. And if future you, if you're really in a state where you're like, I just need to have a day where I am sad and, you know, feel all the feelings, then that's great. But if you start making that a habit and you start doing that every single day, you're not going to push through that discomfort and get to that next level. And I can guarantee you that future you is not is not going to be proud of you for just continuing to do the same thing every day, something that is no longer serving you. Because essentially what you've done is replaced something that was toxic for you anyway with another toxic behavior or habit or pattern. 
And that's not what we're trying to do here. So just just remember, as you are observing your feelings and your thoughts, remember that what you do now creates what you feel tomorrow. What you do now creates what you feel tomorrow. So if you want to feel happy and joyous and fulfilled and like you have purpose and that everything is great in your life, then you need to cultivate that sense and that feeling today through action because whatever it is you do now and do today, that is going to create what you feel tomorrow. Step number three is to make daily celebration lists. When a big change happens in our lives and we're constantly, you know, ticking off boxes, trying to get to trying to get to that next level or that next phase, it's really easy to gloss over those minor victories and you don't actually take the time to celebrate them. So you keep ticking off boxes, you keep doing things to move to that next level, but you never take the time to actually appreciate where you were and this path that you're on to where you're going. It's all of those minor victories that are going to lead up to that big victory or that big arrival, whatever that next phase or that next level of your life is. I have found that in making daily celebration lists, I'm able to move through the discomfort a little easier. I'm able to push past it because I'm celebrating all of the small steps I have taken to get to that next level. And step four is probably the most important step, and this is the one I really If you take anything away from this podcast, it is this step, which is to believe in the possibility. Oftentimes, we give up because the discomfort gets too loud, and we stop believing in the possibility of the life that we want to create. So your mind's going to start to rationalize, and limiting beliefs are going to pop up. You're going to start thinking things like, oh, this is too far-fetched. I can never have that. Who am I to want these types of things? For example, if you're in line for a really great promotion at work, it's almost like you don't want to set yourself up for disappointment. So you'll say something like, I don't want that promotion anyway. It would be more work and it would require too much travel. We've all done this, right? Your mind starts to rationalize all the reasons why you don't want something when really it's something that you do want. When you start to rationalize, it is crucial to recognize that you're bargaining with yourself so that you feel like you have permission to quit. Don't give yourself the permission to quit because you hold that power. No one else and nothing else holds that power. It is all you and in your mind. Reframe those limiting beliefs. Reframe those rationalizations that your mind is trying to get you to believe until you believe in the possibility again, until you believe in the life that you want to create again. And if reframing is something that is a bit more challenging for you, I know it can be kind of hard to reframe those negative thoughts, especially if it's something you haven't done in the past, then I just want you to say to yourself, whenever you have one of those thoughts pop up that tell you that, you know, it's too far-fetched, you can't do this, like who are you to want those types of things, I want you to just stop that thought in its tracks and say, that's not true, I can do this, I will do this, I am worthy enough to keep going. This is something I still say to this day. I started this about three years ago. Whenever I would have a limiting belief pop up or my mind was trying to rationalize me out of something that I truly wanted, I would tell myself, that's not true. I can do this. I will do this. I am worthy enough to keep going. And trust me, if you say this to yourself enough times, you will begin to believe it. You will begin to believe in the possibility of the life that you truly want to create. 
So that is it. That is all that I have for you today for this podcast episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, it would help me out so much if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you do like these podcast episodes, I highly encourage you to check out my personal development book, Be Your Own Hashtag Goals. I will link it in the show notes for you. I hope you guys have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are in the world, and I will chat with you in the next one. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.